This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey. Call the cops. Hey. This level of foolishness. Hey. Enjoy. Hey. You said we have a hey. dog. Now watch hey. this guy. Great ass. Hey. Damn it. Hey. Shisha. Hey. Sicario. Hey. fucking tasty. Hey. Damn it. Hey. Hey. Yeah. You can't get a pass from God to jerk off. <laughs> and I disagree. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We have Good Christian Fun. We're do, your pass. Do you, hey, GCF is the pass from God. From God we're, himself. We're messengers. Yes. Of all. We're listening and we're speaking for God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, billions of people have done it before. We're just two in a long line of like. Exactly. I actually have the inside scoop, and what I think he's saying is. You can't be this. mad at us because we didn't invent this concept. We're just carrying it on. No, we've, we've, yeah, we come from a long it's, line of ambassadors. And today God is saying. It's okay. To. J.O. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is our hashtag for this episode. Hashtag the letter O, the letter K, the number two. And the letter J, the letter O. Yeah. Okay to J-O. Okay to J-O. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music, and the movies, and the entertainment. Made for, made by, and sometimes made about Christians. The but we're movies not, and the music that make us. Who we are. I know. culture. Whenever I'm writing like bullshit synopses for stuff at work, it's always like the things <laughs> that made us who we are. The blah, blah, blah. The, the da, food da, da. that made us who we are. The clothes that <laughs> oh. made America. <laughs> and it's always the this, the that, and everything else in between. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sentence. You don't have to write what's in between. No. It's like, you guys think on it. It's so chat you, GPT core. <laughs> okay, here's, let's be honest. Let's, please, let's be honest. Okay to be H, okay. be honest. Now, how often are you running your work projects through chat GPT <laughs> when it's supposed to be a ridge? Oh, I haven't done that in days. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, be honest, did you think that the Pope's jacket was real? <laughs> what is that about? The Pope's, there was this uh, image circulating around Twitter a couple days ago as uh-huh. we we're recording this of the Pope in a huge puffer jacket. <laughs> um, and it looked so realistically rendered that many, many people thought it was real. Oh my God. And there's this great, and it does like, you do understand at a glance <laughs> where it's like, Oh, I I could see how people are like. That looks yeah. like something Kim Cattrall would wear, like in the winter on a vacation. That's amazing. It looks like Pope stuff. They did Gorgeous. an interview with the gentleman who made it, and he said, "I was high on shrooms when I did make that with this AI generating image situation." Another this beautiful machine. thing we can thank for drugs. Yes, uh, thank you, shrooms. Also, you know, 
Let's be praying for the Pope. If you aren't praying for the Pope every day, Pope's, Pope's in the hospital right now. He has a lung infection. Oh. I think that's what they said. What? One of his lungs poked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he poked out. Hey, everybody popes. Uh, yes. Be get pra- well, Francis. Get, get well. well, Frankie. <laughs> get well, Francis, and get well, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have been looking at a photo shoot, but a shoot of Francis McDormand smoking right. the ganja right before starting, but we're not here to talk about Francis McDormand. We're going to talk about Cameron freaking Post. The miseducation of her, that is. I have two words. Cameron In Post. post. <laughs> oh, that's Francis McDormand. Yeah, yeah. Inclusion writer. What if they, she said that at the Oscars before the movie came out? It's like, I guess it's it says promo. it every year. She <laughs> She's been saying it for all the Oscars that she won. It only makes sense this year. Uh, brave. The miseducation of Cameron Post. 2018 film. That we watched. We watched it for this podcast. But to talk about it and discuss it, we need the help of a very special guest, friends and folks. She is a writer. You may know her from her show that she <laughs> created, question mark, no. tuning out the news. Give it the hell up for Julie, Julie Ryder. Gosh, that's welcome. Hey, gorgeous music. I yeah, I feel like I have to say I did not create (laughs) or sing that I did not create tuning out the news, but I do work on it. But I mean, when you're in the room, yeah, who's to say the Mm -hmm. energy bouncing off each other from my Zoom screen to someone else's Zoom screen? Like it's magic. When one roof, one riff ends, where it begins, etc. It's impossible to tell. Oh, you can't say. Yeah, it's not accurate to say any art was created by any one person. No. We're all just absorbing and reflecting each other. Or just go ahead and claim it because, like, yeah. they can't deny it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You and were we, in there. We especially believe that, that even a book written by literally one person, a painting mm-hmm. painted by one person, it's mm-hmm. not a solo work. It's the Holy Spirit working through them. Exactly. It's always a collabo with G-O-D. <laughs> yeah. It's always your name, X, God. God. That's always That's the, the case. implied. It's, I think so, yeah. yeah. So that my life way- is, a, is a lifelong pop-up with God yeah. <laughs> in my space. God. So true. Or That's, you know, I've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the best pop-up you've been to? They're best always, pop-up? Best yeah. pop-up. Yeah. Best pop-up. They're always lacking I a little have, something. They're always um, hollow in a, in a, on a soul level. <laughs> well, you can tell that they're constructed to last for a week. For a moment like, in time. A lot of it is like paper stapled, yes. like whatever. I feel like, I am i can't remember if I'm, yeah, I think I went to the Austin Powers like. <laughs> like <laughs> in honor of what? Wait, there huh? was like an Austin Powers bar, pop-up bar in Glendale. Amazing. And that was Fun. That sounds good. Yeah, dare actually. I say it, it was groovy? Was it shagadelic? <laughs> shagadelic, even. Did it make you thirsty? Drink? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it made me thirsty. It made me thirsty for alcohol. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. And I think that in that same spot, there was like a cantina bar type thing, like okay. a Star oh, Wars the one. Scum and villainy. Yeah, one? I think that maybe before Scum and Villainy, it was the Austin it, Powers bar. Shut up. So back when I lived yeah. just moments from the Americana, mm-hmm. I would go oh. over there. Um, living yeah i don't i feel like i haven't been to enough pop-ups mm. does a netflix branded glass onion yes immersive event count as a pop-up yes, oh, because yeah. i saw yeah. that and it was it was in an escape room caroline yeah. you did I an really, escape room right? i really 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 love escape rooms and i it saw was, that 
clicked on it and it said, you can't go. It just <laughs> Julie. <laughs> it said Julie, you can't go. No, it was all Applied. like immediately booked up and there was only like a couple. That's shocking. Like, slots. I maybe I, I got it the right time. It was pretty, pretty empty when I came. I there think, was a handful of other folks. I looked at it like, yeah, I, I was um, too late. It was amazing, I've yeah? gotta say. It like, was. As far as pop-ups go, again, there, there you'll leave with still some emptiness, but it was beautiful. The staff was all dressed up. They gave you a welcome cocktail. Oh, it was heck like yeah. glam. Okay, well, yeah. And then there was yeah. the escape room aspect, which com- completely malfunctioned the entire way through. Okay, see, that's oh, the beautiful. thing. Like, I feel like a pop up escape room is just like begging for <laughs> it. was mostly problems. user error. Yeah, but yeah. still. Okay. So it was your fault? Like, it was the fault of the players? Well, you know, I wouldn't say it was just my fault. Yeah, but all of us as a group. <laughs> it's, it's a collaboration. collaboration. <laughs> yeah, collaborated. It's always a collaboration. It's hard to say whose fault it <laughs> yeah. was, right? You're all we bouncing all off each other. Failure. Being really dumb. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really It was beautiful. awesome, yeah. though, i got to say. Gorgeous. Yeah, in a way, weddings are a pop-up. That's yeah. true. It's Is a, that interesting and it's to usually think in a about. blank space, and then they kind of customize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for a one-day-only event, sometimes three days. Sometimes. Three. We both were. We both just had our little wedding weekend at, pop-ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to give a, a wedding weekend recap? Wedding, we, wedding, wedding weekend, weekend recap. recap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I honestly feel like this wedding that I went to was the beginning of like a wave crashing of like all, all of my friends are getting married this year, but this wow. is the first one. So I kind of didn't know what to Wait, expect. Wait, am I getting married? <laughs> Wait. All of my high school friends, I should uh, clarify. Okay. They all like li- truly I hung out with like a group of like five guys and they all got engaged within weeks of each other. So it's like all happening. Anyway. um, So I didn't really know what to expect because I realized I haven't been to a wedding of like a friend. I only have been to weddings as like a kid of family family members. Yeah. It's a different like time. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Second one crying. I, cause these two, they're so in love and so wonderful. And it was just like, they were crying and these are friends. Like this is a friend that I met in eighth grade math class. Uh. He would just be really goofy and silly and kind of got me through with this boring class. He's like a silly, silly guy. So to see him walk out and like, just like instantly like weep and look at like my other friend. I know, I know his uh, wife, <laughs> wife too. Like it was so bonkers. Yeah. Anyway, that was very serious, but. It was, yeah. yeah he didn't do a silly walk down the aisle He didn't do anything. a silly walk. Yeah. There, he had very like cute, humorous vows, but they were also so sweet. It was like, oh, I was just. A treat. I was like, maybe, maybe I do want to get married someday. <laughs> there are some weddings that are so good as an experience. It makes you rethink yeah. all of, not right. only your ideals and values, yeah. but then your choices in life yeah. up to that no, point. No, 100%, because it's not, I'm not a person who's like against weddings weddings or anything. I'm not, but I just, I don't, I don't think about it a lot. Sure. And all of a sudden I was like, am I about to become a person who's like obsessed with weddings? Because that was just yeah. so lovely to see. Start planning that pop-up now. Yeah. I mean, listen, the DMs are open for Caroline and I, for <laughs> any listeners to invite us to, it's, there's precedent. I've I'd gone to a it. listener's wedding I'd before. Love a oh my wedding. gosh. A what? A local wedding. Yeah. yeah. Like within driving distance. Yes. I hate to but put conditions my, on yeah, it, but, but that driving would be distance, helpful. There's a lot within driving I'll distance. I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Montecito, where I went to my wedding this weekend. Yeah, was your recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My recap was, it was it was one of the best weddings I've been to. Very personally meaningful. But the Sounds bride, like the same vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, although for me, I think <laughs> because it, it was definitely not my first of friends. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like my, I don't know, 20, 30. <laughs> like it's up there at that point. But very meaningful because it was such a family affair. The groom's father 
was the officiant. Oh. Which was very sweet. The, the officiant of the one I went that. to was my ex-boyfriend. Oh. But we, we were great friends. Wasn't there another ex in the one yes, as well? Yes, so the best man was also. Also, <laughs> yeah. So it's just a parade of rejects. Uh, there were a lot of feelings yeah. going into that. Yeah, I like kind of, I put, I tweeted that with like no context. Rejects. Because it sounds drama, but the truth is it was a little bit clickbaity of but me because I, I love them both. knowing you, I knew it wasn't yeah. drama. Because <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't drama. say that no. if it was. No, it was not like I was going to be chaotic or anything. I love them both and was thrilled to see them both and was like weepy to see oh, yeah. my friend officiating for my other friend. That's anyway. part of the wedding recap is weeping. Yes. That's always a part yeah. of it. Weeping, weekend, recap, week. Same, same for me. I was, uh, you know, I realized I, I was literally, I was in the wedding. I, I was uh, yeah, not a groomsman. You gave a weeding. I gave a wedding weeding <laughs> of a poem. Which made people weep. Oh, they sure. My wedding weeding made people weep. Yeah. <laughs> they made people wet their pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was one way or one. But it was, it was a really lovely poem by this uh, American priest and poet, James Cavanaugh, but I had rehearsed it a few times, like goofing off. I was like, by Brent Cavanaugh, LOL. <laughs> and then when it came time for the sermon, I was like, I, like, Wait, I cannot say not Brett Kavanaugh. That's not I the cannot tone. say Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> now it's mixed in. <laughs> I was going over it over and over. Thankfully, I did not stumble on the speech. Mm-hmm. I gave a, a, You improved. I did improve because I, I did screw up. A, you were a, nervous about that. A reading a couple years ago by... Uh, stuttering on one word. Yeah. And now if they divorce in the future, it will be my fault. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I take responsibility for that because yeah. that's what a man does. But we talk about it. I think they named their second son Stutter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the truest thing about our marriage. Let's <laughs> memorialize this yeah. for eternity. Yeah. Sometimes it's important, yeah, to memorialize bad <laughs> times. They were reclaiming it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and I will fair. say that's fair of them. I would never yeah. step on their turn it nice. <laughs> their yeah, that's that. their prerogative. I would never <laughs> presume. A little bit of a GCF core wedding in that the groom's sister, another friend of mine, gave a toast at the reception and referenced no less than twice in her speech Adventures in Odyssey. Because Shut that's up. what they grew up oh listening to. Which was uh, so sweet to hear, Aww. obviously. Very emotional. Yeah. Crying a lot that week. Yeah, weekend. lots of crying. Oh, yeah. It was Wait, nice. It was uh, yeah, ours was lovely. And the weather was gorgeous this weekend. Yes. That, that weekend. A Except for day in Montecito. There was a big trellis. It was at a country club in Montecito. Uh-huh. And uh, the officiant, the groom's father, was showing me, okay, and the mic stand's here and blah, blah, blah. As soon as he said that, show me where the mic stand was. <laughs> Huge gust of wind comes in. Trellis falls. He tries <gasps> to catch it. It's so heavy. Oh, my God. He's unsuccessful and kind of jacks up his back for a second. Oh, no. I'm the only one at the scene of the crime, and I'm like, <laughs> And it ends up being okay, but the result of which was there were two gentlemen <laughs> Chelsea told me about that this. in a sort of <laughs> eyes wide shut fashion <laughs> were just holding up the trellis, standing absolutely still. The wow, of the very ceremony. Sisyphus vibes. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But gorgeous wedding nonetheless. Mm. Yeah, gorgeous but, wedding on my end too. Really, really like wonderful, mm. honestly. And speaking of vows, and speaking of officiating, and speaking of. The two becoming one or three. Well, let's talk about religion. Yes. Let's talk about your history. Yes. And upbringing. Take with us it. back. Take us all back. The way back. Baby Julie. Okay. Is she loving God? So, really, not a whole lot of religion in my upbringing, and yet also a lot of weird combos. Like, my dad is Christian, 
Don't ask me any other details. I don't know. He's <laughs> Christian and he keeps it to himself. <laughs> Not that. It's just that this is, this is sort of a running theme is like my mom's Jewish and we just like the way that we, I feel like celebrated religion had nothing to do with any of the details of like the actual <laughs> theology, the details of any of it. Like it was all holidays, food, like culture, but I couldn't tell you a single like story from any book of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we did not, we did not learn anything about that kind of thing, but we, you know, my mom's family lived near uh, us and my dad's family is on the East coast. So I was around my, my mom's like Jewish family a lot. So we just like lots of Yiddish we will, will use in conversation, lots of, uh, Jewish food, um, and pastries. Like it's all that. And uh, a lot of it's like based on just gathering around the holidays. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Getting together. Yeah. Getting together. Did you go do any, um, milestones like, a? I did not do a bat mitzvah though. I apparently have some sort of like chip on my shoulder about that because I, that I didn't know about until the pandemic. Cause everyone kind of had their like pandemic thing that they like spiraled into. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, mine was, I bought a lot of, uh, bar and bought mitzvah shirts on eBay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what I, were the like nature Sarah's of the slogan? Mitzvah, like, movie night I actually have, I have two <laughs> different ones for which the tagline is I won the jackpot at <laughs> blanks bar bat mitzvah. I love a and casino both of them are really good. 13 year old my, party. My, is, is that a common so theme? Funny. For, yeah. Yeah. Like, get, like, kind of, like, yeah. Like getting, lu- not getting lucky. That seems getting wrong, lucky. but it is like, it's casino. <laughs> it's like kind of Vegas. Sort yeah. Of. Vegas I, is like a theme. I a theme. am so ignorant. I had no idea that there was a theme oh, element. Yes. Oh yes. I mean, that is the, right. There's like the service, you know, yeah, ceremony. Where you learn your Torah portion. That's very like, serious. It's, but yeah. the party is where you can really flex and where you yes. can really go wild with the themes. Yes. And so it's a theme party. And a I lot went of the time to a lot of <laughs> So I could do like a Garfield theme bar mitzvah. hundred percent you could. Uh, yeah. Okay. I feel like the big- <laughs> someone's getting chosen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, what night's it gonna be on? Monday. Monday. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the big ticket ones were there was a lot of like general like sports. Yes. Bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, and there was a lot of couldn't be me. Um, movie like TV movies, like mm-hmm. yeah, like entertainment or like Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood night. There's also a lot of musical themed ones. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Because do you we, get t-shirts from those? Um, I you don't always get a t-shirt, but it mm-hmm. is like a known thing that happens to the point where there are <laughs> some lying around, on- like Fiddler on the Roof. Oh yeah, baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Jewish music. It was just like okay. it's, 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 it's like, assumption, Kevin. It would, it, <laughs> I feel like the theme really comes into play. Like it would be a themed. You you get uh, assigned a table mm-hmm. at the party, and it's like your table is like the wicked table or like the newsies table. Hey, my table is always the, the yentl table. Yentl table. But anyway, so I my r- only rules for buying these shirts are that I. Uh, want pre two thousand because okay. post two thousand like t shirt printing gets a little too easy. Yeah, and then clean. You're starting to get them, and there's like a quality to them that just isn't as mm-hmm. like Vintage. fun, delicious. Mm-hmm. But the ones from pre two thousand are like often like hand drawn things, like screen printed. It's so broken in just right. Oh, they're lovely, but yeah, I have two that are. I won the lottery. I have at least one that's. It says. <laughs> 
the greatest party ever and I was there. <laughs> and that's like, it doesn't even say the name. I love that one. That's There's good. one uh, chorus line one that has a picture of all of them standing in line. And it says, I don't remember the name. It's like Jessica's bat mitzvah was. And then on the back, it says one singular sensation. Okay, okay. Now <laughs> oh, we're talking. And it's my, that one I love. There are- <laughs> what if it said Jessica's bar mitzvah was tits and ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Dance, Dan <laughs> looks three. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have, a, I have a bunch of them. That's a really good idea. And I love them so much. And I kind of want to do like a themed t-shirt for like a big birthday of mine because Mm -hmm. clearly I have this desire to have done it um but I don't know we'll see I need to plan it in advance that's in the cards for you I think you need a graphic designer yeah I can work on that but I feel like actually you you don't want a graphic designer to make well yeah I mean I look you want me to it should look insane I know I was like because I like a mall kiosk that's the thing because like I I draw too but I'm like I almost don't want it to be it can't me. look like, nice. I don't want it to look nice. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I want it to be a little janky. <laughs> <laughs> like, find a template and then yeah. follow that one yeah. somewhere. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we'll, so we'll see. But anyway, that's honestly that watching Fiddler on the Roof, a big way. I feel like I go, I love, 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 love Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Um, and anytime I go through a phase where I'm watching Fiddler on the Roof, as I did during the pandemic, I go through a phase where I'm like, I think I want to learn like everything. I want to learn the right. like all the details and all the rules and all the customs and then I don't do it and I just watch Fiddler on the Roof again. I feel like that's close it's enough. Close enough. God, close. God would probably say um, so. Tradition. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny because my mom also, my, neither of my parents really like, yeah, are, they, my mom loves Christmas so much mm. and I don't know if that's why she married out of the Jewish faith but it feels that, that was way. the motivating because factor. she like <laughs> she cares about it more than anyone else in our family put together she loves Christmas like the yeah. way she will go to like light parades and like I don't know she likes to watch all the movies she likes mm. to get all the sweaters she likes to like wear little necklaces that light up with like Christmas lights on them and uh she also yeah I mean her both of her parents are Jewish and it's just, she went, she ended up though going to like a Baptist like elementary school. And so she knew all the, like the Bible very well because she was a super competitive student. And so it's like, she also doesn't really know like the Torah as well as she knows the Bible. It's so, our family's so weird. Hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then I'm trying to think of any other like things that we hallmarks of like our our faith showing up in the small ways it does um we do always have one blue light on our christmas tree that's our hanukkah light uh um, what's the significance of blue just like that's sort of the the hanukkah color <laughs> see again i don't know, I didn't know that if hanukkah is a if theme hanukkah, party yeah it's, it's gonna be it's blue, blue and, and silver like silver and yeah. maybe okay. some yellow for I think like also, the candles yeah plus yeah. it it is like a definite <laughs> contrast to Christmas colors. Like yes. Halloween is orange. There's, there's, I'm like exactly. a child. Yeah. Right now. No, it's, no, you're not. Like, yeah. Truly, it's possible Easter that there is, is more significance, but yeah, it is um, just like kind of the colors. I guess that's the color that's in Israel's flag as yeah, well. That's probably part of it. I don't know. Yeah, there's. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm not the expert. I'm not either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have a little blue light on our tree, and then we also have our our menorah. But we always have a. We, we're all afraid of fire, <laughs> so. <laughs> We always have a, a fake electric. plastic electric menorah that has like these bright orange light bulbs that you twist and that's how you quote unquote light the candle. And I love it. It's so like like corny looking in a way that I'm obsessed with. I think it's so cute. And they gave me the big chunky like white plastic menorah to take with me to my apartment and they got a new sleeker 
plastic fake menorah when I moved out. So, and now it has, I think the the one they have has like more flickery blue candles. So it looks like it's a little blue flame that you twist on, but nonetheless, no fire because we're too scared. I like that being the empty nester's indulgence is like the tricked out menorah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not turning your room into a gym or whatever. It's Yeah. My mom really leveled up her Christmas decorations after we all moved out. Hey, <laughs> Maybe she they have more room I to guess. you know to store the things it's and then time to shine. It's like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. I can fully focus. Yeah. Now the typical person of faith's question mm-hmm. in light of your story would be, Well, without religion, how did you even know the difference between right and wrong? How did you put together an ethical framework for did your you life? Survive. Great how did, why did you not just murder everybody and just go out in these streets? Um, you know. It's it's funny because we maybe we didn't attend like formal services of any kind, but the uh, that old uh, Jewish and or any other kind of religious guilt really is there. Yeah, so, like mm. guilt and shame. Potent. Potent <laughs> it stuff. like that uh, and like cultural pressure too. Uh, like I feel like I was always nervous to offend anybody mm-hmm. uh, or didn't want to make anyone feel bad or whatever. And I don't know that that's like, that can come from anywhere, but boy, does it feel like it comes from like your Jewish grandparents big time. Like, yeah. So you maybe don't need that, to do any reading for that. Yeah. Either. You don't need to do any reading. It just sort of, you absorb it into your bones. Yes. Um, and so maybe that sort of guided me um, as an extension of like a faith that we didn't research more heavily. <laughs> but it's just this amorphous specter of yeah, shame just, just hanging shame, over which the is obviously tree. not like the main part of any religion, but kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it depends. Maybe it is. Kind of one of the pillars I'd me. say of most <laughs> feeling um, bad. I don't think that's Yeah, I don't unfair. know. Besides that, I hate to say it probably was TV and movies, baby. Yeah. Um The Greatest Teacher. The greatest teacher. I'm trying to think if there was like a big moral compass movie for me or TV show, but I don't know. My sister and I were big on like the all the classics growing up, like Pokemon, like Kim Possible. The classics. <laughs> yes. right. I thought you were gonna say like it's a wonderful life. Oh no no no! I mean the like the true heroes, like, late '90s, early 2000s, like kid TV show classics. Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Danny so, Phantom. Fairly odd parents, honestly. To be weird me. and oh. yeah, let to be, be honest. <laughs> yeah, and to not ghost anybody. Even though he was exactly. a phantom. Exactly. Fairly odd parents. Honestly, fairly, fairly odd parents is very much morality tales. Yes. But that was, I believe, created by a Christian. It man. very much was. Oh, it was? Yes. Like a, a aggressively Christian man? I think like a bad Christian I, I man. I don't, I forgot. He, there's the, there's some something bad that happened with him later on, like more recently. <laughs> I don't remember if it's related to him being religious or not, but. Yeah, I'm sure it has no, uh, no <laughs> correlation. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, oh, yeah. Butch Hartman, born-again devout Christian, young earth creationist. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny to put the, in the Wikipedia with a citation. He's a young That's so earth funny. creationist. The imagination. Well, that, that requires an imaginative person. Yeah. You could come up with uh, the fairly odd parents, those yeah. two fairies guiding, guiding the life of a child. And you yeah. can also come up with the earth is just a baby. It's mm-hmm. fresh, yes. fresh as heck. And it's dinosaurs and are a test. <laughs> yes. 
that's a creative thing to think. It is. It's, a, it's imagination <laughs> it's a, yeah. can be really beautiful. Yeah, it's honestly like, like yeah, you can that's, believe it all. On the set of Jurassic World, Chris Pratt referred to it as the testing movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They're like, what is the testing movie? What are you talking? About? Yeah, it's a test. The it's greatest a, test of his test faith, faith of all yeah. time. We're like, all right, as long as you fulfill your contract, <laughs> it's the test movie, Chris. Yeah. Have you heard that theory? Um, young Earth creationists, people no. who think that the Earth was created by God maybe 10,000 years ago, max. Um, 10,000 years ago? That's not long. It's, no. That's pretty long, though. It's in long, other like, ways. you know, for us people who don't live very long. <laughs> rocks but. are rocks can appear. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so when confronted with the uh, record, the fossil record, uh, some have responded that like, oh, well, this is actually placed here by God to test oh, our faith. Oh, okay. In the Bible. You know? That's one way to approach it. I do like tests. Like, it's kind of fun. Random, you love like, a puzzle. Pop te- quiz tests. Like, <laughs> right. like, I like looking for clues. I like mm-hmm. figuring stuff out. So if I was to imagine yes. a higher power, I feel like I that's what I would want. Giving someone, you a one big red herring in the form yeah, of a whole Yeah, just kind of leading me on species. a little bit of a, like, not a whodunit, but like a how, how did it? <laughs> he loves testing. He loves, how did it, he, how, how did, how oh, did yeah. it happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a poker face situation. <laughs> yeah. He loves testing. He loved testing Abraham, like, kill your kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm uh, glad you that you were willing to go I was there. serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Job, he loved testing as well. Being yeah, like, Jesus famously tested. Oh, like everyone in all the all stories. The time. His star pupil. <laughs> Absolute. It's like me in third grade, like loving those tests. Oh, 100%. A, a testimony to standardized yeah, testing I was working. also a test lover. Were you, were you a speed tester? I wasn't a speed tester because um, mm. I think I would get really paranoid that I— I maybe went through it quickly, but then I would be going over it and going over it and going over it like until time ran out because I wanted to be like, sure. Which that's commitment. Or is it indicative of a of an issue? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> sounds good to me. I and never feel I like I've thought about through. anything enough, and then I can't make any decisions. I'm paralyzed. Well, well that, that's interesting that you point that out because I actually I saw TikTok about that very thing. Yeah, and that's actually a trauma response. Oh, yeah, dope, 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 dope. That actually yeah. is a trauma response yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, it's also gaslighting. Yeah, it's also gaslighting. I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we're all having a bit of a trauma response uh, at all times. I'm I'm having it right now. Yeah. Podcasting is a trauma response. Yeah, so <laughs> Honestly, it is. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. That should go in the DSM-7 oh, or whatever yeah. symptoms. Podcasting. Podcasting. Sure, sure. And it's different. Uh, both trauma responses, don't get me wrong, but different if you're hosting versus guesting. But mm-hmm. certainly... Both. Right. One is Anchored like anxious trauma. and one is avoidant for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. do you think is what <laughs> a guest is avoidant and a host is yes. anxious? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because sure. it's like I'm co- I'm coming through, but I'm not staying. <laughs> right. Not yeah. committed. I'm leaving as soon as the mics are off. I'm out of <laughs> yeah. here, baby. I don't, want my, I don't like, want my name on it. Well, what about this question? <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. this time? And scheduling exactly. as such. The yeah. only secure attachment in podcasting is this mic to this mic. Okay. Oh, and even that, Caroline's found the way around. Testing. <laughs> I'm testing it. I'm testing. Damn. Yeah, Where do you yeah. land with religion, spirituality now? Where? How, how do you think about it? Like the the relevance that plays in your life, I or even think, just like your interest level? I I 
feel like I'm so open and down for the idea of like something higher. That just feels like it makes sense. Um, whatever, whether that's like a literal like scientific elemental force or like a, a soul or like something. That that I like that. And also I I appreciate the need for it, and I feel like I need it. <laughs> like that's I feel like um, my parents were like super anti like fanatical religion and growing up it was besides gathering for like Hanukkah or whatever or Christmas and like all that they would mostly be like oh like being too into religion like that's a bad sign mm-hmm. so I kind of had that feeling about it but now I I feel like I have so much more understanding and uh like yeah just understanding for like I want to have an explanation and like a something to hold on to and like a system and whatever it is for you, like just a way of thinking about this like completely unthinkable thing that we're going through, which is like existence. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, that makes a lot of sense to me. So I feel like it used to be super just like anything in that category. I was like, shut it down boys. But now, now, <laughs> now I feel like I would love to find something that feels right for me. Um, even if it's, yeah, just like, an easier way to think about life and death, yeah. which I think religion offers for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's where I'm at. And I, yeah. Yeah. Well, based on that, there's something I'd love to talk to you about, <laughs> but I think we need to do it off mic. So okay, okay, yeah. let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more good <laughs> we'll Christian fun. We'll pulling after. up some material. <laughs> we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. <laughs> This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. I'm diving in. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Something you did automatically whenever I talk. I'm sorry. Miseducation of camera post. You don't have any exposure to Christian pop culture beforehand, right? Any Christian mm, rock fly or by movies a youth or, group. Yeah. A fly I by think I think I accidentally was really into um a song by the band Reliant K. Are they that makes Christian sense? Yeah, yeah. Rock? Mood rings. For sure. Katie Hawkins um, dance. I can't remember the title now, but there was like a my my best friend who went to a Oaks Christian, mm-hmm. um, so she probably knew. I didn't realize, but be my escape. There was a song. What was it? It was like really sad. It was like about dying. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> a lot of the Christian songs. Mm-hmm. Reliant K, though. <laughs> I feel like there was a dramatic, either animated or something like video to it on YouTube, and I would just. I, this was in my like. Evan, actually, Evanescence are they technically like they Christian are. rock? Oh, they then are. in that that's case, right? I had an. Life-size, life-size poster of Amy Lee uh, behind my bed, like deep, deep, deep wow. Evanescence stand. So I think I was in my Evanescence era, and I just liked that kind of like really moody kind of like Christian-y rock. Sure, if I, yeah. if I, but I don't know if I realized that's what it was. <laughs> totally. Well, there is something that feeds into sort of the main character syndrome of drama and intrigue that all middle school and high school kids go through. Yeah. When you add in the element of unseen, invisible spiritual warfare, yeah. that what you do in a day has eternal life and death consequences and stakes. Feels right. It, it was does called Deathbed, right. sorry. Deathbed. Deathbed. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like so dark. I, hear that. I was like kind of fascinated and terrified. See, this is the thing. I always was like intrigued and horrified and scared of death. Jeez. <laughs> This is nice. Yeah. A little death cab. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. Like 19 years old. This also kind of has like not (laughs) Ben Folds. I was gonna say that that, like transitioned from the slow into like, and now we're gonna tell the story. It's giving a little scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yeah, I've I've often thought while listening to Reliant K, this is giving scenes from an Italian restaurant. (laughs) But the reason I say it is because I think I also am drawn to that category of song where it's like Mm. set a scene and then we have like an epic sort of like long tale. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anyone has ever (laughs) compared those two songs in that way, but I'm kind of understanding and listening back why I liked it. But I was also like, yeah, very scared and fascinated by death and uh, media about people like dying because sure. I was yeah it was just like I was so scared of it I almost was like exposure therapy like I was like I'm gonna listen to all these songs about death and <laughs> then I'll figure out yeah. how to stop death <laughs> being afraid of dying. it or something did, did it work no okay it's more scared than ever don't watch the new Puss in Boots it's oh literally... my god no I did okay I did and I thought that was wonderful I thought it was a oh, really yeah. cool Gorgeously designed, loved it. Interpretation of death. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, Billy Joel's cover of "Mood Rings" impeccable. <laughs> I need to dive into this. 
We all know those girls that I because <laughs> no, Reliant Kid has a song called Mood Rings. Right. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. I, that's hey, Emma, you song. can go ahead and cut that one out. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not all going to be Emma, bangers. go ahead and pop in uproarious. Yes. <laughs> Just Emma, use one of my old ones. Literally cut it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. When people really are laughing, it sounds like they're dying a little bit. Yeah. Just like, ah. The thing me. is, the truth is, the reason I didn't laugh at that is because I didn't know what scenes from an Italian restaurant <gasps> was. Oh, and I so see. I was just kind of rolling I with also, you guys. Mood ring now, unfortunately, makes me think. Not unfortunately, but it makes me think of Lord because there's a, a she new, has a song. She has a song called uh, Mood Ring. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> we all I instantly story. thought of that and then got lost in whatever it was that <laughs> I am talking Lord about. Else. Oh boy! <laughs> yes, let's all do. Relate, do, okay. do you want me to play Bruce Springsteen's cover of Royals real quick? Yes. Oh, okay. I've never seen a diamond well. in the flesh. <laughs> Maybe he's playing it in Detroit I've right heard now. I've before, uh, but let's wow. play it for Julie. We'll never you know, be royals. Guess, guess choice. <laughs> okay. I cannot believe this is real. Don't run in our blood. <laughs> this is an AI thing. No, it's not. I, I promise it's not. No, I'm going to. We can cut this Feels out. Feels like but. it. Everybody's like crystal. <laughs> oh my Dexter looks like he's about to throw up. I like the way that he changed the melody too. Jeff Bland's Island. <laughs> he did it because he was in New Zealand and he I wanted to do something him. for the homeland. Wow. I want to hear him do liability. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> yeah, like he should have done that. That I shit would you. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Liability, the reprise on melodrama sounds like a Hillsong song. It sounds like yeah. a praise and worship, like all right, everyone come. Yeah. Everyone come yeah. to the altar. I'm a liability. Yeah. Um, so good. But we're not talking about that. We're yeah. talking about the miseducation of Cameron. Yes. Post. Post it up. Post. A movie. You could call us in this moment Postmates. Postmates. <laughs> hey, listen. We're Postmates tonight. Yes, we are. And that was famously a tie-in that the movie did with the gig economy. <laughs> when did this come out? This came out in 2018. Okay. They, yeah, okay, they so- did a pop-up where you could order um, a conversion therapist <laughs> yeah. to come to your house and just fuck you it's up. like when the new season of Maisel comes out and they're like, you can get brisket on Postmates. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious. Would order. It's based on this yeah. novel by Emily M. Danforth that came out in 2012. And it's set in 1993. It follows Cameron Post, yes. Chloe Grace Moretz. Instantly a world that I love where Chloe Grace Moretz is older than me. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, she, I was like, I, if she's that age in 1993. I'm really by, actually. I'm really she's, she's only it. one year younger than you. She's not that much oh, younger. Oh, really? Yeah. She, I don't know why she gives. I thought she was much younger. She's been around. I think because she's been around since she was a teeny tiny baby yeah. girl. And yeah, <laughs> and then maybe a little more like sporadically since she's gotten older. So in my head, I just picture still a young mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. So there was this movie that came out in 2018. There was another movie called Boy Erased. I was about to say, was this in the big conversion therapy wave? This there, was the ants and bug life of yeah. truly <laughs> conversion it the, therapy It was the moment. deep impact yeah. Armageddon. It was the surfs up happy feet. <laughs> <laughs> surfs up happy feet. I never realized that one. Isn't surfs that so up funny? is the better movie, by the way, for the record. Right, yeah. Way better. I wonder which of these is the surfs up and which I've one seen them both <laughs> now. I haven't I seen saw Boy Erased. So what would you say? I'm trying to remember. So, Boy Ray stars Russell Crowe as a Southern pastor. Lucas Hedges? 
Lucas Hedges is the titular Troy boy. Savant. Troy Savon's in it. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman is a Southern pastor's oh, yeah. wife. Southern Belle. I would say my experience with both of these is this was in the halcyon days of like first year AMC A-list. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Post-movie pass. That was dead in the ditch. Yeah. But it's like, hey, AMC is going to work. So I remember seeing this and Boy Race in the theaters. Boy Race at least because it's tackling similar yeah. themes and my memory of it is it's even set in a similar time. It's more autobiographical. This yeah. isn't Danforth's uh, experience the yes. way it was the author yeah. of that book. But weirdly, it feels more broadly observed, at least in the movie. Yeah. It feels more broadly observed than than Cameron posted. In yeah. Boy, Boy Race, they literally beat him with a Bible on his yeah, head. Yeah, I was going to say. And they're like, be straight. Like, it's, it's like a cartoon version. Yeah. Of. The, yeah, Cameron Post felt like. Like subtle in, but also relate. I don't know. There was something about it that felt more emotionally involving mm-hmm. to me. But yeah, so it's a it's a woman who directed named uh, a woman who directed it named Desiree Ak- Akavan. Excuse me, a woman who directed it named Desiree Akavan. She's gone on to do a bunch of episodes of like Hacks on HBO Max, but oh, she hasn't huh. made a movie since That's this. Wild and Hacks. That's funny. I don't feel like Hacks totally is like the same. that it's the, yeah, like yeah. obviously great, but I would never have guessed like from Cameron Post to Hacks. That's it's the, kind of a straight. If you actually look at like through. if you love you one, you're gonna love the other. We should go through the list of for this movie and be like, actually, it was quite the pipeline. Like yeah. everyone from Can Cameron you Post went to Hacks. <laughs> yeah, then John Gallagher Jr.'s got a five uh, episode arc. On my Hacks. man, I don't know if you know how much I love John Gallagher Jr. I'm not sure if you're aware. I don't know if you know that I saw him on Raya one time. I, well, no, but for real, John Gallagher Jr. was absolutely obsessed with him in Spring Awakening, obviously. Um, But various other things basically have followed. Every time he's like in a movie or something, I try and go see it, but I missed Cameron Post. He was actually the first person I followed on Twitter. I remember that. Wow. When I I thought, whose thoughts do I want to be caught up with? Who's the main My, people on Twitter? The you first gotta person follow. of anyone in the world that I thought of was John Gallagher Jr. And I followed. <laughs> Do you remember what year this is? So um, no, but I. I'm wondering if it's pre or post Jim Harper on the newsroom. Oh, I watched the character every episode played. of the newsroom, and I, in fact, rewatched Ooh, it later. Yeah, why? that's it's, so fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> Obviously, that show is ridiculous. But is it fun to watch? Yes. It absolutely is. That scene that I'm sure a lot of people have seen made the rounds of, I just want to let you know. I want to be the first to tell you. We just killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> he shakes the pilot's Thomas hand Sadowski or whatever the fuck. giving the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, really doing and the that, work. It's funny because that scene goes around a lot, but it's like that, something like that happens a lot in that show. And I want more of the scenes to go The around. The season three episode where Thomas Sadowski visits a college campus and yes. tells a woman why he sh- she yes. shouldn't yes. accuse a man of sexual assault because yes. it can ruin his life. And she really has a think on Whoa. that. One of the most insane episodes of television Woo. I've ever seen in my life. It is um, so funny. It's insane, that show. But yes, I did. When I started watching that show... It was because he was on it. Oh, I I'm didn't sure, know yeah. anything about the show, and no, I just watched the whole thing. So this this movie is rotten and lousy with Broadway. It is. Vets. Yeah. Carrie Butler, Carrie who plays Butler. Cameron Post's auntie, oh. who she looks is, fifteen or twenty years well, younger than she actually is. Well, she's also just always looked so young. She was Penny Pingleton and Hairspray. That's right. Originally, Emily Skaggs, who plays Middle Allison in Fun Home. Mm-hmm. If people remember, I that. met her. That I went and saw Fun Home when it was 
pretty fresh still if it was she was still in the cast because she was original cast. That was one I went and saw with my family, and I that was still in the area of my life where I was like stage dooring and like staying after and trying oh. to meet the cast. And I remember distinctly meeting Emily Skeggs, and we were probably I don't know how old she is, but probably not too different in age. Um, and she was so cool. I just like I remember that Sick. being like a really like cool moment for me where she really stopped and chatted with me and my sister, and we wow. just like had a great little time. And I was like, wow, like she's so cool, and like. Broadway's so cool and I don't know. It's all happening. It's all happening. I was like, <laughs> my life is a movie. It was such like a micro celebrity, but like a huge person to me. Yeah, so I was like so thrilled. Kind. Everyone from Fun Home, honestly, that was one of the best stage door experiences I ever had. I remember I saw that show in its last week and also in the audience, Kevin Klein. Kevin oh. Klein was there as well. My best. Looking fabulous. Mm. The best one of those I have is that I saw Hamilton the same night as Alex Trebek. <laughs> wow! Hell yeah! I'll take he my shot for one. No, no, no! That. Literally, I saw uh, there was a video <clears throat> later. I guess someone had interviewed Lin Manuel Miranda. My dad sent this to me because he spotted <laughs> it. Um, and apparently, they asked him like, "Who's one of the cool people that like you met after Hamilton?" And he was like, "Alex Trebek." Like, tapped <gasps> me on the back and said, uh, <laughs> uh, "The question: What is the hottest musical no, on he Broadway?" Did it. Hamilton. Oh my god! And I was like, that is insane that that's actually what like a thing he, does. he says. He actually to people. does that. He just leans into yeah. it. Good for him. We saw, yeah, Leaned. We, we saw him walking out. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's sad. I forgot he was dead for like Damn. two minutes while yeah. we were talking right now. I ha- yeah. I, Thank you for the there's restraint. There's certain people yeah. I forget. I don't know why I always forget Leonard Nimoy's dead. No, he's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is no that's the cycle in my brain almost every day I wake yeah. up and I'm like Leonard you wake up day like another in the world with Leonard New York walking the same earth bringing the same air as Leonard yeah. <laughs> I like drink my little cup if of Leonard coffee. can do it I can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for anyone that wants to watch the movie it's currently <laughs> streaming on Peacock yes. and Hulu if if oh. you want it. Yes. And Hulu. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was on Hulu, so uh, I did tell both of you Peacock. Of course, we didn't watch all these ads. Did you actually have to? Uh, there was an ad yeah. for <laughs> there was an ad for Jewish hate crime against yeah. Jewish hate crime. Not like <laughs> Hey, you want to commit one? Here yeah. you go. It was like it yeah. was like share this blue square for hashtag blue square. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, have do we not learn from the squares? Um I was, I saw that as well. And I was like, What was the other ad? Because I remember it feeling very targeted at me, both of them. Wayfair? Hmm. Lock a watch? <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of Peacock and that that Jewish hate ad and then um Wayfair. Yeah. Wayfair, I have a personal vendetta against their commercials. They are annoying on another level. Oh, damn. Aggressive. Oh, oh, it was the Taylor Swift Capital One ad. Oh. <laughs> so it was like Jewish hate crimes, let's stop it. And then they were like, Taylor Swift. And I was Gentile like, hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you've got me figured out. The targeted they ads got me. are working. <laughs> I've never gotten a Taylor Swift ad. That like hurts my feelings. Wow. Damn. I guess you got to start screaming uh, lyrics into your phone a little oh, bit more. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a check. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. So then that. I don't know. So I can't, what am I, I doing can't tell wrong? You. I don't you have know. to sing in tune. <laughs> I'm trying I to know for a fact you're singing in tune. <laughs> so this <clears throat> reminds me of a movie we talked about like a year ago. Yes, God, yes, with yeah, Natalia Dwyer from was it Stranger good? Things. It was pretty good. It was good. It's it was like a nice. It's crazy watch. to me that that's like the one thing that I can uh, think of that she's done. Like she should be doing a ton of stuff. Well, they've been in Atlanta yeah. on first call for yeah, like nine true. years now for most of their lives. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got a lot going on. So. 
this movie, I I will say when I watched it the first time, I was pretty struck with how the the first thing that struck me about it is the accuracy mm-hmm. of a lot of what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because it's usually when you get this stuff in movies it's and the TV shows. With the Bible. It is that. It is like and I'm sure it's that's like, not like, that that didn't happen, but like can we go past that to a more real moment? <laughs> right. And and probably emotionally true to a lot of people's experiences. Mm-hmm. But the sort of way that they frame everything to do, which the TLDR of this plot is she is gay mm-hmm. and she has a boyfriend in high school, but she gets caught making out with a girl. Her aunt and grandma, who she lives with, send her to a conversion camp, mm-hmm. uh, which they still called them that back God's in the early promise. 90s. God, it's called God's Promise. And going back to the research that Danforth did for the book, I was like, why is this? Because I remember I've had friends Mm -hmm. who have had similar experiences or have like, you know, volunteered for such experiences in their adult life who have like a very different spectrum of belief than I do. And the way that they would talk about it would not be reflective of most media or the common mm-hmm. conception or the mic pensification of a lot of this. But what it was accurate to was the way it was portrayed in this movie. Things like same-sex attraction, which is they're very careful to call it that, not yeah. being gay or homosexuality SSA. or queerness. It's SSA. It's it's S, it's that specifically. Talking about the iceberg, talking about it's yeah. this, but what it represents is this whole other glut of things underneath the surface right. that you have to identify. And then it's actually this... And especially the way that it talked about relationship with parents Mm -hmm. and family, one. And then two, this is the thing that was like chillingly accurate, was the idea of, oh, you're not attracted to that person sexually. Oh, you want to be? You want to be that person. That's where the attraction is coming from. So you just need to Which is like such an insidious thing because it's believable. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a teenager, like, like it kind of sounds you, those, right. Those the two first things, and you blush. can you confuse like that. Yeah, that some level of confusion in that zone. I feel like does happen when you're young, especially like, yeah, you admire someone, you think they're cool, you want to yeah. be like them, you want to be with them. If it's it's a believable, like insidious little thing totally. to say, totally. That's the worst kind where it's like a lie, like wrapped around a little truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and then I was looking up like, okay, what was the research for this? In an interview with Danforth, or it wasn't even an interview, it was like an AMA with Danforth in conjunction with the release <laughs> of this. Not even an interview. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even as, let's, she wouldn't even deign to do that. <laughs> she talked about, oh, one of one of the things I really looked into was the work of Joseph Nicolosi, which is this psychiatrist who set up one of the foundational mm-hmm. uh, centers, but then was also one of the foundational, uh, I, whatever you want to call it, uh, propitiators or scholars of the idea of like, Therapy that mm. now is called reparative therapy. It's not called conversion therapy. They call it reparative right. therapy. And I was like, oh, Nicolosi, whose mentor was this person who my friend saw for therapy. Oh, oh wow. God. Like it was a direct line. I was wow. like, oh, yeah, yes. that's what it is. There was just like a handful going, like setting these up at the time. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about him before, but there was one I remember that was like Exodus Ministries and stuff like that. That was also part of Danforce. Yeah. Uh, these people were research like, as well. not half of them weren't even like mental health professionals, like let alone any kind of like accreditation yeah. or preparation. Like they were making it up in a lot of ways, yeah. which also I felt like was reflected accurately in the movie. Yes. 100%. That that was what was so interesting about experiencing the movie, even emotionally for the first time 
whenever I saw it. And then now it even like appreciated and valued. Yeah. Is the the brush with which it painted everybody and especially the John Gallagher Jr. character, there's not that much of an arc with Cameron Post herself. No. She goes and then she's just sort of uh she's almost an audience surrogate yeah, she's in a our, way. Yeah, she's our way into this place and then we just take in, yeah, information mm-hmm. about the place. And there's 90s nostalgia. She gets to know some of the other kids and has varying degrees of like- Honestly, that was maybe, if anything, the one thing that felt uh, off to me about this movie is occasionally they'd kind of try and show that Cameron has this like dark sense of humor, but I don't think they did it quite enough where like whenever it came up, I was kind of like, oh, is that the kind of, like, does she say that kind of stuff? Is that who she is? Or she like <laughs> yeah. joked to them at one point, that, or no, I guess her parents were dead, but- <laughs> I thought oh, you thought up. she was just kidding? <laughs> My parents no, are but dead. She, she, every now and again, she'd like sort of crack a joke, and I was yeah. like, "Does Cameron? I haven't funny? seen. Yeah, yeah. It's Cameron funny. <laughs> but I did. Now I'm I'm realizing in the moment I thought that was a really dark joke, and then we later learned that that was her aunt and not <laughs> yeah. her mom. But that was so that was not part of it. <laughs> right. I I feel like the only other thing that was almost a little tonally out of place, or like maybe not quite as accurate, was actually her her friends being as aware. Mm-hmm as they were about how like wrong this place was and like Mm -hmm. they're able to to express it. Like when Cameron is kind of actually considering like maybe I should really give this a go to like try not to be gay. And she's, she's talking to her other friends who are kind of checked out. One is a first nations guy who's like, I'm two spirit. This is this thing Mm -hmm. in the, um, in my community. And then the other girl, she's just like, generally I've been gay. I'm always going to be gay. I'm here because like, this I didn't is have what a my dad yeah. to do. Yeah. But anyway, at one point, Cameron's like, I'm tired of being ashamed of myself. You know, like, aren't you guys tired? Like, shouldn't we try? And mm-hmm. her friend is like, isn't that just part of being a teenager? Like, being ashamed <laughs> of yourself? I'm like, what teenager has, like, this prescient knowledge, you know, about, yeah. like, looking outside of themselves? Yeah, I just like, feel like there's, especially in that environment that they're in, it's just, like, constant doubt and uncertainty and just, like... Totally. You... You maybe have moments where you're more confident and moments where you're less, but I feel like you could at least in that moment, like, know what she means or, like, not be yeah. so sure that, like, you yes, have the answer. totally. Have you all um, seen The Breakfast Club? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just watched that for the first time a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen it until recently either. And it, well, this movie, like, the kind of thing you're you're both talking about feels very John Hughes core in the sense of yeah. these kids being like, Oh no, man! I'm just a kid and all, but uh, yeah, bu- 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 yeah, bu- yeah. Like, this, like crazy wisdom. Years, yeah. here's, <laughs> wisdom. Here's my theme. But I, I think it stood out in this movie, especially because they often were very good about not doing that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think maybe it sort of fell prey to the like, just like movie structure of it all, where it's like at a certain point you kind of have to have like foils of different yes. opinions. Yeah, and like hope, honestly. Yeah. I think, so, or, or maybe you kind of can't help but write something of like that you wish you would have heard in, yeah, that, in that scenario exactly. or something. So, but that aside, like you said, Kevin, like everything was so on point. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was even when they're at like a worship session and yeah. the band that's playing is actually like very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I feel like other Christian movies, would they would be very like ridiculous. Like, and here's a chance for us to do a little bit. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were like, Rocking. That was some reliant shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was oh yeah, that was deathbed for sure. <laughs> that was Evanescence. It was like it was. They were like that was, and they looked cool, you yeah. know. And like the kids were really into it because like the energy and the music was good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that this someone like 
was like knew what they were doing when they did this movie also, because like that is a real feeling I used to feel. Like I wouldn't have gotten into something that was corny. Yeah, I would have gotten into that. Also, you know? it's cool shit. It's cool <laughs> shit. Yeah, I seen. Um, I can't remember where it. She kind of has that moment where she calls her Anne and it's like, if I wanted to come home, would you let me come home? And she's like, no. Um, but then they end the call just being like, I love you. I love you. And you can tell it's like sincere. Like they do love each other. And I yeah. I thought that scene was really, that stuck, stuck out to me too, because I was just like, that is the truth too. Yeah, her like, aunt isn't this crazy villain either. She's not this crazy villain. And you can tell she means it when she says, I love you. And like, I miss you and stuff, even yeah. though she obviously also really resents being where she is and the circumstances that led her there. It's like, it, it felt like they, they did a good job with moments like that, um, where it is more confusing and yeah. And, and if you're trying to tell a story and, and get people to understand why conversion therapy mm-hmm. is so harmful, like you're going to have to make it look good. Yeah, you're going to have to make it look like, which wh- or what like these people thought option. it was, which yeah. is a kindness. Like they genuinely yeah. thought that they were like caring for kids who no one else would care for or like people would just cast out of their home. Like yeah. I think they would have generally saw themselves as like an orphanage kind of situation. And like we yeah. love them and we're like, thoughtful and the, and the, like the therapeutic language they were using like some of it was actually like good you know yeah, or it's like, like the insightful. right thought but to the wrong point totally. to the wrong end <laughs> and I think that that can be a lot more effective too because yeah. it's easy for someone who does support conversion therapy to be like well yeah we don't hit them with the bible like they do in boy erase like that's a little egregious <laughs> like, like rival conversion camp <laughs> like hey we don't yeah. do that bible uh, hidden exactly. crap you're like i knew this was going to be a hard watch but come on <laughs> it's like we don't do that but like this is this is like so much less actively or like visibly abusive right but it still gives the total effect of like how harmful this well, yeah. can be with what happens and with like some of these kids. there are some of those like hallmark scenes that you expect from a movie like this like you do get to the point where one of the kids like self-harms and, and but I feel like that the way we get there is like it's all kind of internal like you don't have that totally. like bible beating scene and then I mean I guess she puts her foot on him but but it was more of just like him breaking down after all this time internally and them like still just trying to like push forward and you don't see uh, like there's like this one moment and Mm -hmm. then like they go off and like cry or whatever I think even like her oh sorry finish with that yeah yeah Yeah, well even her like roommate I think that that Mm -hmm. showed like a level of trauma that was just as like stunning yeah even though it wasn't bloody or something Mm -hmm. it was actually just her you could see her also like cramping her mind into this box. The and hyper like, compartmentalization. Well, and the one moment Heart. where, yeah, the John Gallagher Jr. character like finally breaks down too. Like all of the moments that like they break through felt like really just, yeah. Devastating. It all felt like tension releases rather than like plot. point. It was just like people constantly holding it together and then the different points where they all like lose it for a second but then immediately like button yeah. back up which and I even think if is really effective. quiet it's still like yeah. really haunting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so and I think the proposition of casting someone like a heartthrob like John Gallagher yeah, Jr. In the eyes of me. <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> is such an intuitive casting choice of someone who exudes empathy mm-hmm. very naturally. Yeah. And I guess I'm measuring this movie in the sense of it's really accurate because I feel like it's reflected a lot of my own experience. Totally. But I feel like most people 
are not like the Jennifer Ely character who plays yeah. the the yeah. primary doctor. Yeah, they who's literally running describe the her as like a Disney villain in mm-hmm. their lives. <laughs> she, what the Elizabeth Bennett, that Pride and Prejudice from mm-hmm. BBC. If you remember her no. from that. Oh. Or no, the uh with Colin Firth. Oh, Colin Firth, yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah. Um and with with John Gallagher Jr., where he just seems like a, a genuinely decent guy. His story is like, yeah, I was at a gay bar and now I'm dating this teacher and she's yeah, my girlfriend and I like her. My sister runs this place and I'm great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but but that kind of spirit where it's like he seems authentically yeah. nice and he's yes. trying to help people and he's got his own internal stuff. And then there there is uh, an incident near the, you know, further into the movie where one of the kids harms himself in a significant and traumatic way. Mm-hmm. And there's this confrontation between him and Cameron Post where they're- Yeah, they're kind of doing these one-on-ones to be like, how are you all feeling about this event that took place? Mm-hmm. Which which the way the movie frames it is like almost as a as a inevitability. And I would say, obviously it's very specific to uh, the, the battle and the internal abuse that mm-hmm. queer people in these spaces experience. But some of it also felt inherent to like, oh yeah, this part of the Christian life is like, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's a verse, and Jesus believes that. So my weakness is what? And it's just like, mm-hmm. and, and there's mm-hmm. a scene of this kid repeating it over and over again right. and doing jumping jacks and push-ups and losing his mind because the the paradox of Christian faith and mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit, but you're great. But yeah. it's all that, of course, would lead to mania and chaos. Yeah. And yes, the, the ultimate judgment from Cameron of, you're just making this up as you go. Mm-hmm. This is just yeah. you making it up. Because I have no idea what you're doing to yeah. you. Yeah. It, even though it's like clearly a man of empathy that doesn't desire power or control, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I'm just trying to do my best. Like yeah. That's most people I knew yeah. in my young adult yeah. life who, who believe parts of this stuff. That's most people where it's like, oh man, I know it's so hard and my hands are tied and it's like really tough. Yeah, but I, we have to be faithful to the script. Like it's more yeah. that spirit, yeah. which I think was more successfully portrayed in this than most anything else I've seen. Yeah, like I think they even could have, if they had really like landed it, like they could have pulled back on the villainness of the woman who like mm-hmm. runs the place. But yeah, she is the closest to that person, that like more one dimensional. Like, and you can tell that this this person's evil and wants right. yeah like, yeah. But everyone else, it was just sort of uh, lived in a more gray place, which felt more real and, and yeah, well-observed. And that all the kids were not necessarily defined by any sexual attraction or their mm-hmm. expression of such. It felt so part and parcel with the whole of their personalities that all of this subjugation just feels like hiding everyone's light under a bushel. It felt all a part of it. It's not like, yeah, that part's bad, but do this part. It all felt tied together in a way that made sense. Mm -hmm. And still their humanity was shining throughout the movie and there's moments of joy and listening to four non-blondes in the kitchen while you make stuff and going on hikes and smoking (laughs) reefer. Like in that it's like, even though there's moments of intense sexuality and sexual awakening that it's mixed in with just being able to exist as in your own personal personality expression. Yeah. That seemed to be more the core of the movie than like gay is okay. Yeah. But it's more like there's it's, there's going to be people that do I want that, to dim and mute these parts of you yeah. uh, in, in whatever the case may be. It's this specific thing in this mm-hmm. way, but it could be applicable in all these other yeah, ways too. It, 
I think that made it work better. Although I will say, I do think that like, I don't know if this is just me, but scenes where people like sort of start singing all together. The big chill core. Like it, it's, it reminds me of scenes like where, or shows where you have like a standup, like that never works. Like you, like the comedy of like a fake standup never works. And it's similarly, I don't know why. Because you think it should be able to the be done. Impromptu but singing. similarly, the impromptu singing, like again, I don't really have anything wrong with the scene, but it it always feels false for some reason. I've never seen it captured on screen in a way that doesn't feel like. And now I'm watching a movie scene where they like are looking at each other and smiling a little bit, and now we're like kind of singing. They all know now the we're words. all singing together. Like they never quite achieve like that total. Well, now imagine like, it's this song. I was eight years old and far, far too young. <laughs> Never mind. Here we go. It's real. Um, it's super real. Which is fun. I mean, and this is coming from someone who like, it's not like that I've never experienced that in life. I love to like, my friends, I love to sing all the time. So it's, I don't know. And it's, it's because nothing, you've experienced it. Yeah. I mean, you can recognize. It. And it's, you again, can see in how authentic. phony it is nothing, in other countries. Nothing even really wrong with the way this movie did it. It's just like, I've never seen a version of that scene where I'm like. Yeah. I told you about my version of it last year. That happened to me in a room full of strangers. I was at this coffee shop in Brooklyn, and it was in the at the height of season four of Stranger Things. Oh and of, no! And of course, <laughs> Miss Bush comes on the radio, oh God, and it's kind of quiet in there. There's a lot of groups of people doing their work, but you know, doing it was a coffee shop. He said, "Yeah, okay. doing like parallel play essentially." And then at the chorus, everyone's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make a deal with God, and it and it did happen <laughs> for the insane. course. I was like, "What is wow. going that is weird. on?" Wow, that's weird. New Be- York is a beautiful town. I mean, there's <laughs> oh, some. Was it, was if you go far way. enough up that asshole, there's some diamonds in there. But was it like that? Was it kind of like tentative? No one was full throating. Yeah, it was. More, it was more that. It was oh, so a, no one ever fully started. We were singing. never like make a deal. Oh, no, like, no one stood up on the tables. <laughs> you don't or like start smiling at each other and like yeah. bouncing because that's that's where it starts. I it was like, not Tiny Dancer on the bus and right. almost famous. Yeah, no. I don't know. I maybe so. I, this is my challenge to filmmakers everywhere. Make it feel real. Now make I'm trying to think of like test. The, yeah. the best versions. There's got to be one. I'm sure I've seen one that is like the best version, but I'm not. Oh, the sing-along scene. Ooh, I'm yeah. wrecking my brain. It needs for to one be right like rougher too. around the edges, like people messing up the words, or it, just like dropping out for a while, or then stopping the song and going to a new song. Like that happens a yeah. lot more. Or, <laughs> or like if you're gonna do it, um, what's the uh, James? Is it James Marston and? Who they get on a bar? To, it's a rom com. They get on a oh twenty seven dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Benny Sonic. and the Jets. Yeah, Benny and the Jets. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic that Hedgehog. That's <laughs> he, a great he sing-along and tails scene. Get up on the bar. No, and that scene. And they're I all like drunk. That makes works. more sense. They, yeah, but it's not so different from this. But because it's like that's they're they're leaning into like a tropey moment. It works better for me because it's like you either got to go full like. These are two people falling in love and now we're dancing, singing on the mm-hmm. and we're drinking together and it's a rom com. Yeah. Or it has to find some sort of reality that works <laughs> the, better. Because the indie movie iteration. The indie feels movie a little iteration. Like, oh, it feels no. like it hasn't figured it I out. just remember one of my favorite ones. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The moment I wake up from my best friend's wedding. Oh yeah, this on one's great. Makeup. It's so good. And they're all at the table. Yeah, that one's so good. That, that whole scene is like yeah, iconic. Yeah. But again, okay. it's like a rom-com. Mm-hmm. Well, in a way, camera post is like a rom-com too, isn't it? <laughs> it's 
In what way? More of a There's some movie. comedy. <laughs> um, but there were actually a lot of moments in this movie that um, felt really like, aside from the singing scene, that I did feel maybe are things that have done been done before that felt really honest and and cool and raw. Sure, yeah. Like a lot of the cutaways when they're just sort of like filling in the like colors of like how these people came to be here or like memories. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of those scenes were like short and sweet and like no dialogue almost. It was just like the, a physical moment or a look. Mm-hmm. Like the when that one girl like someone like taps her while she's like drinking at the drinking fountain and all you see is her just like look up or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of those it was like I liked that it wasn't this full scene. It would you just watch the moment that you know that they're like stomach dropped and you felt like their stomach drop and that's all you needed to know. Yeah. And it felt like a very restrained um, touch or like conversely if it was like an attraction you just kind of saw like this very subtle moment where they like looked at someone and you're like oh no like yeah. they're so into that person like I don't know I rem- I just remember I wish I could remember more detail what those scenes were because there were a bunch of them but yeah when they're in choir and she like looks over the girl for just a yes. second you know yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and that's all and they just kind of wait and I kind of you kind of think it's going to be longer and then it's not mm-hmm. and, and then you realize like it did not need to be longer than that like you got that's like everything. in their head the the moment they're thinking of well, is like a one second memory well, and that's you know all it yeah is it's mm-hmm. not like they had the, the it's not like they ever verbalized it or like had these long scenes and that's honestly how it is even when it's not like this forbidden love necessarily like if you're like young and remembering crushes you had you're you're remembering some stupid moment where you're like we were carpooling and our like knees Mm. touched for a second it's not like it's that so it's not a long dialogue between two at the dinner table yeah (laughs) again like you were saying with it's the jean-marc valet approach to memory (laughs) honestly like the big little lies cutaways of just like oh yeah that happened it is but i thought it worked so well and it was done sweetly and sadly at different points like in this yeah um, even when they were watching that movie together, her Cameron and um, the girl that Nicole. she yeah was interested in, and they're watching the movie, and she's kind of like, "Oh, you knew this is gonna have a lesbian scene," and like that one was one of the longer ones that actually had dialogue. But even that one felt just like very, and they just touched like each other's feet for a while, mm-hmm. like their feet just brush, and it was just like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was so well observed and empathetic mm-hmm. as a movie. Yeah, and even things that are more delicate, like the sex scenes and the sexuality. They talked about how. It was a woman who was the DP, and mm-hmm. they would clear the set, and it was just the DP yeah. on the set. It, yeah. And and Grace Moritz talked about it was, it was kind of a bummer. She was like, I mean, she said she had been doing sex scenes since she was 16 years old, Jesus. which is Yikes. weird to think about. And she said, This is the first time I felt actually in control. That's a dark, oh dark God. thing to say. <laughs> and especially because I think they shot this in 2016, 2017. Yeah. So this is pre the normalization of intimacy coordinators yeah. on set and things like that. And for a movie that, and there's this really interesting discourse now about like, what's the point of sex scenes in movies? Do we need you to know, see? What a fascinating thing that's happening. Like the sort of almost like loop the, around into yeah, puritanism the, yeah, or the, whatever you want to call the it. The pendulum swinging mm-hmm. back, back, way back. But as far as like the story purpose and something like that, and, and especially seeing what's at stake and then like the mania of, of, People like her roommate and like that, that whole exchange and, oh and what happens between them. I, it was so like it felt so honestly rendered. Yeah, in a way, everything that, felt yeah like really desperate. Well, that scene anyway with her with her roommate. My God, when she wakes her up and it's just like you can see like she just couldn't. Yeah, and all she, and, the contradictions in her mind. Yeah, especially because she's been that. Oh, she's maybe the closest to like a humorous character you have. Just because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so like. 
gung-ho when, when you get there. And she's like, don't you love like this? She's like a true believer. She's a true believer. She's <laughs> yeah. trying so hard. And so then to just like jolt you out of that real quick and then she drops it right away and is like mm-hmm. reset again. It's, it was very effective. Oh, that, that was like, that that scene hit me a lot too. Yeah. I felt like that was almost just as effective as like the other yeah. kids and what how they snapped and stuff too. Yeah. Because I feel like, she, that actor was so good because of that. Emily Skeggs, my girl. Emily Skeggs, she was the, oh, she's Emily Skeggs. Yeah, yes. she was amazing. And like that, um, I feel like that person mm-hmm. and the way that she polices herself and yeah. everyone else. Yeah. Like that's another aspect of like the culture of Christianity that I thought was so well done in this movie. Yeah. And with like good people or people who are trying or really believe in it, even though you can see like, that it's kind of chipping toll. away mm-hmm. at their foundation. Like that's another big way that that people harm each other too yeah. or like cause problems. Like it's not just the youth group leaders like setting the tone, keeping them straight line. Yeah. Like it's your peers also yeah, who, who are believing it because they're also 15 years old mm-hmm. and are just like trying their best and believing what they're told. And like just passing on their bad coping mechanisms. Yeah. Like that's how people spread this stuff around. Yeah, you know? I, maybe that's why this one worked so well. I mean, you were saying the other one, uh, Boy Erased, d- did feel more like autobiographical, like about this one story, even though there are people surrounding him and uh, similar things happen to the people around him. Like, for whatever reason, Cameron posted, it just felt like it really was less about just seeing what happened to her and more about like observing the like, different breaking points of a few mm. different kinds of people who come into this setting, like someone yeah. who is self-policing, someone yes. who is more like they're chill, like behind the scenes. But it's like at some point they break too because it's not enough to just like go walk off into the woods and sometimes yeah, like gather run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it was, it, you got to see even that the girl who was really into the, <laughs> the Christian band, like rock band, like, mm-hmm. She was so she didn't have much in the movie, but I like I can remember like she's a fully realized person. Like it totally. felt very much more about her like observing all these different ways into this and ways through it, like of how they're coping. Yeah, um, and, and making the point that no one like comes out scot free. Like no yeah. one's okay in the situation. Like yeah, you cannot argue that any of these kids are like doing well under no. the program. You know. Yeah, and there's a sort of uh, explicit statement of all those themes at the end when there's a third party investigator or or someone right. kind of auditing is this okay what they're doing and his whole thing is like I'm not here to audit the mission just like the practice and like the level of right. care but then her saying I mean that it that it, it's yeah. the same mission thing mission is the problem mm-hmm. right right yeah, like it is like how an emotional separate, abuse yeah. to be taught especially for queer people but for a lot of christians like to hate yourself. Mm-hmm. And just young people too. Mm-hmm. Like at a time when you already you're looking for anything to help you figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Just in that moment to just be told like told so forcefully told it's wrong. It's yeah. like you have no ground to stand on already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're already like willing to abandon it at a moment if like a cool kid said it was yeah, stupid. Yeah, like it's it's hard to like figure out what's going on. And then on top of that, if yeah, you've got other layers going on yeah. it's just yeah oh and the other element that i thought was so helpful and and great too was like all the unseen family characters mm-hmm. who are also like harming their kids yeah. even just by like 
having them there or abandoning them there or like doing it for appearances. Like one kid, like his dad became a politician and he became Christian. And so like you can't be gay, you know, like all of the various reasons. It's not even just a faith reason half the time. Sometimes it's just appearances. Yeah. It did feel like a very ensemble in that way where it was like everyone kind of got their little moment of like, how did you get here? Yeah. How are they were all dealing with it? Yeah. And yeah, what, that was fascinating. I think the, probably the most moving piece of music was the song My Savior that John Gallagher Jr. was singing as people <laughs> Maybe came for in. Me. Which, I laughed which out loud. He wrote. <laughs> no, That's he did? a John Gallagher Jr. It sounded like <laughs> it sounded legit. It sounded like his his stuff that he writes. Have you Ethan Jane? <laughs> I, I think the <laughs> I, I I think that I already know the answer to the question, but you've seen the Spring Awakening documentary yeah. on HBO Max. Oh, I feel like I know where this is going. Clown show that 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 is one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. Incredible, just because it's like, and I, I I love the music from that show. Well, also, I mean, before we go too deep into that, it also <clears throat> I don't know if um whoever made this movie saw that musical or knew John Gallagher Jr. from that because it is like a very one-to-one easy plug and play. Like his character in that musical is extremely repressed and like completely struggling with it and like ultimately doesn't resolve. Yeah, wait a minute. This is kind of a tag casting actually. (laughs) Spring Awakening is like, yeah, it's religious at the turn of the century. Yeah, it's like very that except it's kind of fun to see because he, he was playing essentially one of the what would be like the Cameron Post like kids yeah. in that musical, and then now he's like kind of the adult keeping them in check. So it's like a fun little reference almost mm-hmm. growth. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> growth. And then, yeah, and then he's an old sea captain in the documentary. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's a swarthy bearded man. But, but that's to... because he was doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know so He's much. Just recently doing a musical of, of music from the Avent Brothers called Swept Away, oh. where he plays literally a swarthy first mate, I believe. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay, this uh, makes so sense. He's coming right from that production. <laughs> I got to do my own research. Uh, but he also does like to rock like a bit of a... Uh, Sea a captain look. beard, even oh. even when he's not doing a production that calls for it. I would mm. imagine so. Everyone watched that documentary. It's on HBO Max. I think it's called Those You've Known. Even if you've never seen it, every Leah Michelle cutaway is, is a Christopher Guestian yes. level. She's in it. Oh, well, yeah. she's the she's original. The reason. She's yeah. the reason for the That's her and yes. Groff's or, uh, yeah. origin story yeah. of their of oh, their yeah. friendship. Fantastic. There's some details she drops that you would have to. <laughs> I don't know why you she to be was saying. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. all those clips started circulating about like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Anything else to say? Anything else to say about Cameron Post? Um, about this movie? I took many yeah. post-it oh, notes. You've okay. I, like I took uh, notes too, but I, I feel like we maybe got to it. Yeah, I feel like we got to the good yeah, stuff. I wrote down Broadway extravaganza. <laughs> um, oh, man. I want a blisser size. I can't lie. Blizzard size is real. Yeah. yeah. That's a real thing. Andy I want to do it. I did. My type <laughs> the thing is, I basically, <laughs> I didn't do blesser size, but my mom got me a videotape to exercise to when I was a kid called uh, Chicken Fat, I think. So, <laughs> damn. So I feel we like all have Chicken Run sequel. <laughs> yeah. I should have just watched Chicken Run and like chicken. been on the treadmill. I will say, so this is one of those days here in LA. It started out raining. I can't do the morning walk with the dog. I can't I do the it. morning run. What am I going to do? Well, I got to watch this movie. Okay, well, I'm going to turn the movie on. And instead of getting on the Peloton, I was like, well, and I just 
this is psycho to admit. I just kind of danced around the room while watching this movie. <laughs> Wait, I kind of love that. Because you can record it You're as just a... aerobicking as around a, yeah. the room. I was just doing like, you know, steps and <laughs> stuff while moving. watching it right there. Wait, that's, that's healthy lifestyle. Really incredible. <laughs> and that's it like worked. women's world I'm, tip. You know, like, but just then, put on your favorite show yeah, and just move just, around to the music in your head. Counts. Yeah. But then Blaster Sons came on. on. I was like, oh, I forgot like, about got this part. You're like, I'm already... I am blessed. Exercising. I'm doing it. Very meta. Oh, wow. boy. That's funny. Okay. Well, what we do on this show, Julie, yes. is that we give things a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And we call them a holy toast or holy roast wow. for the miseducation of Cameron Post. Wow. If it's a holy toast, we send it to heaven. That's a thumbs up. And we Ooh. say to it, <laughs> if we give it a thumbs down, holy roast, that's when we say, And if we're not sure, we send it to Purgatory, which is, of course, the space between. Wow. And Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to give it a toast. It was good. I knew I was going to be sad while watching this, and I typically don't watch sad things mm-hmm. if I can help it. Um, Unless you get a text from your old pal Kevin, be like, hey, can you watch a sad thing <laughs> for me? Tonight? <laughs> Right now? Yeah. You might have had other plans. I hope you were having a good day. (laughs) You thought you were going to get four hours of below deck tonight? No, you're going to have to trim that down (laughs) to two. Luckily, (laughs) (laughs) I will say another good thing about Camera Post it was a tight hour 33. It was mercifully short. Um, So that said, you know, it did make me sad, which. Does edge it toward a, a roast just because I don't like to feel that way. Um, <laughs> Any movie that makes you sad is a roast. I'm like, kind of not good movie. Um, <laughs> but it was really uh, good. And I, um, yeah, just uh, just heartbreaking though. And yeah. that's what makes it kind of hard to watch. And I hope uh, I hope everybody's okay out there. And I, I actually thought of a phrase that might be helpful to some, which is to be yourself. So oh I came up with gosh. that. Wow. 2023 no, that's, that's trademark. That's really beautiful. That um, hit me like crazy but, when you said that. <laughs> and you're spelling it with B with one E? No, uh, it's Jerry Seinfeld's B movie, oh, Be Yourself. Be two B's. Yourself. Two okay. E's. That actually is crazy. But you should be crazier. yourself. Wow. Is what I, I, have, I say. I feel like I'm going to... I'm going to carry that. Not only am I going to carry that with me, I'm going to tell other people Think that. About and it. if anyone doesn't let you be yourself, tell them to buzz off. To buzz off. Oh my yeah. God, did you just come up with that? <laughs> No, Caroline told me to say that. Yeah, and I felt she like came a Caroline. Out with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, a narrow toast, despite yeah. sad feelings. Mm-hmm. Return it to Julie. Oh, it was a toast for me as well. I mean, it's it was hard for me to not give it. They had to really do some work for me not to give it a toast coming out of the gate. <laughs> From John the woman who rewatched Newsroom. <laughs> Rewatch newsroom. I went alone to see that one where it's like a battle royale in an office building. Anyone remember? Anyone? Nope, just me. The, um, the raid? What? I can't remember what it's called. Um, office Christmas party? Something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, suffice to say, uh, I, I would have been happy, whatever. But yeah, I thought, as we discussed, very well observed, um, just like sweetly made. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I lived a lot in, in shades of gray that I thought were truthful. So, I yeah, I thought it was a good watch. And also, mercifully, not too long. 
Um, We're so old now. It was 90 minutes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Thumbs no. up. But yeah, the only only thing that got me close to not not toasting is that That's damn sing. singing scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least you can go, you can feel clear in your um, fandom for John that he yes. was not a part of that scene. Yeah. yeah. And he probably yeah. wrote. And he, he probably was supposed to be in it. And he said. That was in his contract. These kind of things, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I feel like. He's so wise. Yeah, he's so wise. So cute. I can't do and this. Go see him in Swept Away if it returns. <laughs> What's that? The the one where he's a sea captain. Weird sea captain. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Go see that. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. He does a lot of horror movies. <clears throat> I will give it an enthusiastic holy toast myself. So yeah. three toasts for wow. Cameron Post from the Postmates. <gasps> wow. Post it toast for the Post. A holy trinity. And we the all post. say. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I loved it. I was so impressed with this, rewatching it, and everything that felt so tenderly realized. And I think what gets lost in a lot of this, and you know, especially in conversations about it, is just almost like the value-neutral nature, the apolitical yeah. nature mm-hmm. of people's humanity, yeah. that it shouldn't be uh, like an, a, a, a statement of attack yeah. one direction or another. And mm-hmm. I thought the way that uh, she put this movie together it felt like this is just important to protect and honor. Yeah. And down to that graduate ending of them in the truck yeah. on the way to Canada, flirting with a motorcycle guy. Yeah. Like that stuff was just so great. And and I hope she makes another movie because it was so good. Or more episodes of Hacks. Or more Hacks. I, so, okay. So does us three-way toasting to mm-hmm. this movie, is that an implicit a uh, three-way roast of boy erased. <laughs> that- yes, it implies. <laughs> I feel like it is. I haven't even seen it, and I know it's it's a roast. It, it's a bummer. Joel it's Edgerton bummer. directed it. He, he's in it. He, his <clears throat> movie before that, The Gift, The Gift with oh. Jason Bateman, which was so good. Huh. Do you remember seeing that movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a good little thriller. Oh. That uh, that one I always get mixed up with the box. Because they're Diaz. both holding boxes <laughs> on the cover like this. And that's fair. And the box is crazy. The box? It's not just your average box. No. It'll rock the your socks. Inside yeah. <laughs> we'll surprise you. <laughs> the box and the gift. That is so, That was kind of the arm. That was the boy race. It was. It was right, he right. keeps doing it. He's like, fuck. His timing is bad. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we're going to bring it down in here. We're going to dim the lights and light the candles. And <laughs> listen, Julia, and other shows, you might promote yourself or plug your projects. Or plug we're not John Gallagher Jr.'s projects. Or plug John Gallagher Jr.'s projects. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. For God. For God. Okay, 2 J O. For God. For <laughs> God. Yeah. And we'll start with Caroline. Something also you're enjoying in secular culture. Blah, That's blah, right. blah. <laughs> you know, I'm always J-N-O over at Caroline's Farts. Not literally, but, you know, attention-wise. Yeah. That's what I'm doing there. Um, and I'm going to lift up a perfect movie. It's called John Wick 4. <laughs> Absolutely. Slamma jamma banger of a movie. Oh, you're gonna have fun. You don't even have to bring your dad, but if you did Incredible. bring your dad or anyone dad like in your life, oh my gosh, Ooh, you guys are gonna wide have net. A bonding for life. Um, did you hoot fun. and holler? Of course, I was okay. hooting and holler, I was screaming, mm-hmm. clapping. 
it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, whoa, yeah, we we know. I agree. I yeah. I don't know what else to say. And Incredible. it's gorgeous. It's so colorful and so fun. And they use every lighting trick they can in the book. It's fantastic. Lights, lights are on. Lights are off. And third you, light trick. You know what my favorite, <laughs> yes. my favorite thing about this, like John Wick? Finally, John Wick goes to church in this Oh, one. yeah? That's right. Goes to church. Thank God. Yeah. He it, goes to church a lot. Sacre-Cœur. Oh, yeah. That's a church, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's it's actually it's so cute because he does go to Paris and it's a it's actually a movie about Paris <laughs> and the beautiful city of light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oui. That's what he says when he's in Paris. I have not seen a single oui. John Wick. Film. It would be way. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen a single no. one. I want to. Ten um, out of ten. Honestly, whatever is keeping you from it, nothing. Remove it. Okay. Nothing. Time. I just keep. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Life just keeps getting in the way. Don't the, let life get in the way. The I last won't. time Caroline and I recorded with a guest last week, immediately after we started watching <laughs> John Wick 3. Cued up. I feel that. <laughs> so I good. feel that within me. Yeah. It's possible I could I could do that myself. You mm-hmm. could do it yourself. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Julie. Yes. Let's see. What am I... Well, speaking of bringing your dad to something, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will be later in the year bringing my dad to the Taylor Swift Eras tour. <gasps> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous of your dad. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was sort of... <sighs> I can't I mean, get a I, ticket and I, your dad got a ticket? Your fucking dad? <laughs> I didn't mean to make this antagonistic. It's not a fight. But the thing I've been enjoying <laughs> is <laughs> she's been on tour lately, and obviously I'm excited to go, but I didn't realize it was going to be this fun thing where she's been doing surprise songs every night on tour. Oh, yeah, and baby. And she's not going to repeat these songs because <gasps> she has so many songs. Oh, um, and they're her so, own songs. They're her own surprises. Songs. Okay. <laughs> She's um, doing like Wonderwall. I mean, it could be covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's the set list, of course, but many of us have our favorite songs that aren't on the set list. So every day of the performance, it sort of takes on a Hunger Games esque quality <gasps> where you like check to see which song she sang and it's like did she sing the song that I Your want her to song? sing oh because me? then that means you that won't means she's get not going to sing it again it's oh, like it's like a weird it's like half excited half like you don't want her to sing a song right? that you like right so I, have you been lucky so far I've been pretty lucky the first night she sang Mirrorball which is one of my favorites and oh yeah the second Love Mirrorball. the best and then the second night she sang me. State of Grace which is another one of my, <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Wait, we have the same taste. Those are both yeah. like top. And so those who are already out for the count, but I have many favorites. Okay. So I'm just hoping she doesn't go through all of my favorites. There were there've been a couple days where I've been like, you're gonna easy, get snow on the easy. beach. <laughs> nope, she already sang snow oh. on the beach, and that was one of the days where we like I checked and I was like, well, no skin off my back. <laughs> snow on the beach, and I think it was uh, I don't know what the other one was, but I didn't really need to hear that one live either Good. so that's you need to calm funny. down you need to calm down is on the set list so no matter what i do i'm saying that you gotta hear it yeah but it's a um, must I'm you know just, bruce used to be like this not on this tour not on this tour i got some no grievances well he's it's a real controversy in the community right now i don't have time for it i'm so sorry no, there's, uh, there's yeah, more actually there's, don't have time same, same with with this it's like people are well that used to so be the thing is it. like oh yeah i'm gonna see him every night of this five night stand because he'll play like nine different songs every night oh yeah and it's nice that you can rely on taylor to do that maybe she's oh, two two different every night which yeah is but still like yeah pretty good always gonna be two every night whereas yeah. he's had too many static set lists mm. Anyway, I can't get into it. Yeah. I can't do it. I, I don't can't know. Talk we'll see. So everyone this. pray Mm-mm. that uh, 
she saves her her best stuff for August fifth. Oh, yeah. I'll be praying. Maroon get, getaway car, uh, death by a thousand cuts. I don't know why you're not on the set list. Death by a thousand, but nuts. maybe maybe for me you will be. <laughs> we can all hope. Oh yeah, and well, people can follow you at oh at uh, I don't know what. Do we go to Twitter anymore? I feel like yes. No. You're such a funny freaking follow. I know. I just mean like, is Twitter dying? Like yeah. Or, I don't know. We we'll go but to Twitter. We're Julia Bridge. But we're having a party. We're having we a are. party. Julia Bridge on Twitter. Um, I don't know how long it'll be before like you can't even see the tweets of the people. You it feels like the website's breaking. Every I'm already day. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Weirdly, if, every time I tweet, I lose followers. That's <laughs> a, that something's that's glitching. A bug, uh, right? I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, Julia Bridge on Twitter. Are you yeah. doing any uh, live shows coming up this year? Not. That I've planned yet, okay. but I would like Stay to tuned, at some point. So we'll see. See her and a friend of the show, Sydney, as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll see. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter, Peloton, Letterbox, Instagram, OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, Instagram back on the Twitter. chart. Yeah. He posted. Oh, I posted a close friend story the other day. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, getting, I'm dipping my little toes back in. Ah. Wow. Quinn Tarantino pokes his head through the window. <laughs> Did somebody see? Quinn liked one scene in this movie. A yeah, lot. yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Oh yeah. And then what can I lift up? I don't know. You know, I've been listening to Rilo Kylie a lot. Getting back into Rilo Kylie. Very nice. More adventurous. Freaking under the black light. I want to listen to Rilo Kylie. She's got a new album coming out. Jenny does. And when I wa- asked her on her live stream today. <laughs> Do you watch Succession? <laughs> she said no. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that she answered it. Connection severed. She the, like, sure confusion did. of getting your question answered and then it being so like kind funny. of a bummer. Disappointing. Said, no, I don't like yeah. those people. Oh. Fair, Jenny. Fair. They're not good people. <laughs> you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. Leave us a review. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Julie, thank you so much for joining guest. us. Thank you, Julie. A dream oh, guest. What a good time. And there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, love I love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Wait, amen. Now watch now, this drive. Now watch this drive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it next time. <laughs> and, wow. and we got to go out, of course, with, um, you know, with... Deathbed. <laughs> a Franciscan contemplation of mortality. I have not thought about this song in hundreds of thousands of years. Memories. And yeah. I hope you hear this as you cross to the other side someday peacefully. As, as Jeremy Strong said in his 10 Things I Can't Live Without on GQ, if I'm lucky enough to choose the song for the end, I hope it's this. And I hope if you're lucky enough to choose the song that you hear at the end, I hope it's this. I hope it's this or scenes from an Italian restaurant, but Same. who can tell the difference? Who knows? I sure can't. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.